What's up, world? I'm Blackout Brendan. And I'm A. Moore. And this is Shotgun Sports. I'm an athlete. Yeah. Apparently. Ah, fuck. Oh, yeah. What was that one? Black Cherry? Oh, yeah. Black Cherry coming at your ass. Uh, what's up, world? This is Shotgun Round 2 5. 25. It would be uh, Richard Sherman, but maybe. I don't know. Maybe. You never know what the free agency. He could be a Seahawk. Ah, what's up, guys? How's your life going? Ours is going swell. Thanks for asking. Um, so it's a shotgun round twenty five. It's just climbing up the racks of the of the shotgun rounds. Um, it's been so much fun. Uh, but anyways, yeah, let's give a shout out to our sponsors, Hackjaw Productions. Um, check out the new content going on inside their uh, Facebook page and their Instagram page, and just all the other shit they're doing. Like they're they're doing a lot of projects. I can't keep up with them. Uh, make sure to check us out on Apple Podcast. Um, subscribe, give us some reviews, uh, and you know, tell your dad about us. Um, and make sure that if you guys have any ideas, slide in our DMs. You know, because that's right. Head us up on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, <clears throat> send all your friends there too. Yeah, because uh, that's kind of the best way for people to hear about when new episodes come out. Do it and that kind of thing. So. Do it. Uh, yeah, let, do it. Let do all it. your friends and family know about Shotgun Sports on Facebook and Instagram. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, just pretty much do that, guys. That'd be pretty awesome. Ugh. I uh, I cooked uh, me and Amor some steaks before. Oh, it was so delicious! And I just have like this, like just like this pouch steak loadedness. Yeah, that I'm trying to like burp, but I feel like I'm gonna throw up my steak. Anyways, <laughs> so we're gonna jump in real quick to the XFL. Go recap of last week. Um, uh, I, I was happy last week, but we didn't win, but I was happy. And the only reason why I'm happy is because we benched Brandon Silvers. Hell yeah. At the second half, we benched him. And I was so thrilled to see BJ Daniels come out. And he actually almost, we almost came back and beat the Battle Hawks. Uh, the final score was, oh, there it is. Oh, that threw up. Um, the final score was 16 <laughs> to 23, uh, Battle Hawks. Uh, but BJ Daniels. Was great. I mean, like, Brandon Silvers in the beginning, the first half was fucking horrible. Um, he, you know, the whole entire time we were trying to run it, uh, barely giving him any time to throw. Uh, if we did give him any time to throw, it would be horrible behind the player. Uh, just not accurate. Not Just not well thrown at all. Like, he looked horrible. He looked like a horrible quarterback, you know. And, um, you know, so in the second half, you know, I, I was very, very thrilled that Jim Zord made the change. To bring in BJ Daniels because, you know, he I, I've been wanting to do that forever. And, like, I actually tweeted the XFL Dragons. I actually got a couple of retweets from some random-ass people. But I was like, hey, Dragons, just... Uh, Man, I should get back on Twitter. Oh, dude, it's so fire. I love Twitter. It's so fucking funny. Shit. Um, it's great. Um, but anyways, I, I, like, tweeted out to XFL Dragons. I'm like, hey, XFL Dragons, when we can see BJ Daniels? 
just asking, you know, or, or, or I said, oh, asking for a friend. Um, and then, then like 10 minutes later after the half, uh, BJ Daniels came running out. Ooh, and it was shit. pretty funny. So BJ Daniels came. You think came. you influenced Jim Zorn in I, You know, I, I think I did. I think they, you know, they were at the, you know, the halftime and they were looking on Twitter and they're like, you know, check out this blackout Brendan dude. And uh, he's a, a world famous podcaster. He says know. he's blacked out, but this sounds coherent. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely 2 o'clock on Saturday. So I was blacked out. Um, no, I wasn't. Well, where was I? No. Well, I, I don't remember where I was at. <laughs> but anyways, um, so so yeah, so um, BJ Daniels came running out of the uh, out of the tunnel, um, and I just knew right from there. I was like, oh, they gave him the start, and then Brandon Silvers comes walking out like a little baby, and um, uh, the reporter actually asked, oh, so uh, did uh, did Jim Zorn, uh, you know, come up and tell you like, hey, we're gonna um, we're gonna uh, you know give BJ a shot, and he's like, no, I heard from the team. Heard from other people around, just like, just like a blatantly, like pretty much like disrespect, like oh, like I should have been told. It's like the way you've been playing. Fuck no, I want to tell Hell you. I would, no. I would have told you in a subtweet. I would be like, <laughs> ha ha ha, bench bitch. Like no at nothing. Like, dude, Brandon Silver's has been trashed. Like he's had a couple, couple key plays that are like. Oh, hell yeah. Like, you know, some good throws. But other than that, like, he's just a horrible quarterback. Was not giving us any momentum. Could not push the ball forward at all. I think we had maybe two first downs in the first half. Uh, maybe. I don't even know what the stat was on that. You know, so. Um, but BJ Daniels came in there and just sparked a fire. First ri- first drive, touchdown. Um, you know, and uh, he had, I think he had like a breakaway run. Um, I think he rushed for like 80-something yards, too. So that was pretty cool. Um he just brought life to the game, you know, and it was awesome. You know, we ended up coming up short, but we almost came back. Um, our defense was getting a little bit blown out by Battlehawks. Um, St. Louis is a great football team. Um, you know, they they come out ready to play, you know, and uh, their defense came out strong and uh, their offense came out ready to go too. So, um, you know, it was it was a good fought game. You know, I was pretty happy. You know, and I, you know, I want to talk about these quarterbacks in XFL. So a lot of these quarterbacks in XFL are getting really like um, real poopy. So um, I know the quarterback for the Guardians. I forget his name. Uh, excuse me, but uh, he got benched. Uh, I think it was yeah last week because in, in the halftime speech. He uh, said, like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, we're playing horrible because of the play calling. Like, he actually blamed the play calling. So, what happens? He got benched. And then Cardell Jones was really mouthy and upset. I think he's the highest paid um, XFL quarterback right now. Right. And, uh, I believe that's true, too. And the DC defenders were getting blown out, and he got benched, and he was pretty upset. But, like, the thing is about the BJ Daniels and the Brandon Silvers, during the whole second half, Brandon Silvers was, like, all by himself, like, looking like a little bitch. Like, wasn't trying to be, like – I mean, like, okay, so this is your spotlight, right? So this, these are players that they want to play because they want to get noticed again, and they want to they wanna fulfill their, their dream of becoming the league. That's right. To go into the league. Um, you know, and, you know, these quarterbacks are the obviously the best looked at, you know, pieces on the team – with uh with, with with the NFL looking at them and every NFL team's watching these games. I mean, th- if they say they're not, that's ridiculous. It, you yeah, know, they no, are. Every team is watching. Yeah, these games. yeah, you know. And then so, um, you know, these quarterbacks, you know, Brandon Silver's. I was really disappointed that like he didn't come over and like you know talk to BJ, get him like hyped up, you know, just being like you know basically just being like all sour puss, like right. like all being like a little pouty, like oh I deserve to play, you know I'm the better quarterback. It's like no, you're not. Well, and like. Even if, you know, he was doing good or whatever, uh, when you do that on the sideline, it's not like teams are only looking at your play on the field, especially as a quarterback. They're looking at how you manage your team, if your teammates respect you, if you're a good leader. Exactly. All those things go into the equation. And so sitting on the sideline like that all by yourself just shows NFL teams that you're not ready. Exactly. It's about It's about – Building camaraderie with your players. It's like if, if you can't do the job and someone else can, then you know what? If you care about this team, then then then, then go talk to BJ. Go talk to the teammates. You know, fire him up. Don't be sour pussy. You know, like this is the XFL. This has been um, – I think their expectations have grown through the roof from this first season so far. It's not even midseason, and XFL – it's just talked about all around the league. God, I can't stop yawning. 
all around the whole entire world, pretty much, XFL is talking about. I don't know about the world, but okay, United States. Um, but for, for right now, you know, like, there's projections that, like I've been saying in the past couple podcasts, that they're going to be expanding, and they're going to be having their own uh, normal draft, and after, you know, this year, there's going to be free agency, you know? And I really think that what the XFL is going to do, and first of all, they they created the the best kickoff you know, idea in in years. It's great. And like I've been hearing rumors that um, a lot of the NFL teams are, I think, like poised to to be adding this into uh, maybe next year's uh, kickoff. And I think it's great because for one, you know, it, it, it causes less collision. Because there's not like full momentum right. guys running down the field. Are we going to talk about the CBA later? Yes. Of all right. All right. So um, we'll save this for that. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, and I, I honestly feel like I don't understand why. Like when I first seen this, I was kind of skeptical. But like it, it's exciting. It makes kicks off. It makes kickoff exciting because, I mean, that's that's a huge thing about football. When's kickoff? You know, like no one says, hey, when's first uh, fucking uh When's the two-minute warning? Well, no. It's like I'm trying to say like oh, when they take center or something like that, you oh, know? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> when oh, they shot. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Like it's always when's like – the first snap? Exactly. Like no one says that. It's like when's kickoff? You know, when's kickoff start? Like that's like the, the biggest momentum when that when that kicker kicks that ball. It's just like all the, the hype goes. I, I know every single year whenever I'm watching Seattle football, I'm watching Seattle Seahawks, every like the seconds before they kick off for either team and that NFL year starts, week one, I just always have like these jitters and anxieties blowing through my fucking bodies because like it that's just so exciting well and like for kickoffs every team has their own rituals that they do right like, yeah as the ball is about to be kicked and is going through the air like everyone every stadium does their own special thing like it's oh, yeah. a very special tradition yeah and honestly i believe that if the nfl you know even thought about getting rid of kickoffs i don't know man i feel like that's gonna dramatically decrease the NFL. I mean, no matter what, I'm going to watch the Seattle Seahawks, okay? That's not going to be a factor. But it comes to a point where um, you're trying to attract players to stay. Um, you know, it, it, I, 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 just, I just feel like that NFL needs to absorb this idea and, and, and have it start next year because I, I think it's great. Um, it, you know, it gives the players, uh, you know, they they try to say like oh there's not a chance you know to bring a a return it's like that's it's happened in the XFL I don't know what team but it has happened um it, it's more it's more exciting um it can get you some good yards and if there's touchbacks or kick kick you know uh, touchbacks when the ball goes in the end zone they come back on like the 45 you know like it it it, it, it poises to be more for scoring you know and I I think that's great you know like people want to see scoring like I want to see scoring in the NFL like I hate when I see field goal games like you know it, it's just sucks you know like yeah it's great defensive matchups but like you know you want to see people scoring um so you know uh, so so yeah so um so that so the xfl that's why i've been hearing a lot of people think about and, and talk about um um that the xfl is going to be trying to become you know you know the next like 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 up there because it, it is a professional league but you gotta think about these guys that um so i think his name is pj walker for the houston roughnecks um people are saying that he's like a um a miniature Russell Wilson, or like a, uh, like a, a you know, uh, the similarities are so crazy. And the, actually, the um, Seattle Dragons are playing the Houston Roughnecks tomorrow at 11 a.m., which Hell is gonna be, yeah. you know, Houston Roughnecks are four 0 so they're the best team in the XFL right now. Um, but so, but people were right because I was listening to this this uh, radio talk show in the morning, and uh, with my new job, with me patrolling now, like I listen to the sports <laughs> talk shows in the morning, and so like with this new, you know. With this new this new XFL gig and it, and it it's poised to be to be next year like it it it's it sounds like it's gonna be happening next year for sure, uh, you know like everyone's loving the XFL and the fan base is growing big and it just shows that football is you know people love football people love watching football um anyway so that's why they're they're making a good point that when they have the free agency um you know uh, teams are more likely to sign these quarterbacks to come back to XFL because. They're going to be getting the playing time, you know, and they're going to be raising the money. There's going to be more endorsements. There's going to be more sponsors. Like, you know, people could be making a lot of money in the XFL, probably not NFL-type money, but as it grows, the XFL could be taking a lot away from the NFL just because of, you know, the way that they're approaching football and, you know, they're still caring about the players, 
but they're also adding a lot more of just excitement. I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, uh, for, for example, the kickoff, the punts, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't want the 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 NFL to take over their extra point rule. I don't, I don't really like that. I think it's exciting, but let's yeah, leave that I'm not in the a XFL. Huge fan of that. Yeah, let's leave yeah, that in the yeah. XFL. That's a cool XFL thing. Like, don't please don't let the NFL adapt that because that's going to be kind of weird. Um, but I, I'm just saying that like I don't see the XFL leaving at all, and I feel like a lot of these players and people are talking, you know, because. Um, people are talking, you know, uh, online about, you know, is, is the NFL teams going to be taking people from the XFL, you know, next year. And I feel like they're going to try, but I feel like the players might want to stay just because of the playing time. It, yeah, it all depends on, you know, the individual player situation. I definitely see the NFL wanting some of the, cause there's definitely quality players. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, they just got overlooked or whatever. And there's holes on every NFL team. And everybody needs something. Yeah, and I'm telling you right now, like there's some some linebackers and some safeties in this XFL that can guaranteed go into an NFL training camp and be on the starting roster week one. Like there are some great, like even for Seattle Dragons, they've been saying like there's some great. Our linebackers and our safeties can easily be out, beat out Hill. You know, uh, Marquise Blair. You know, like easy. You know, like I mean, yeah, they're they're young people, but like. Uh, like there are some players in the XFL that can legitimately be on an NFL team, like a hundred percent. There's no questions about it. Does do you know if the XFL has like an age or whatever college requirement, like the NFL? Do they have to play a certain number of years in college? I, I, I like believe that? they do not have to play any college ball. There's a they they have their own specific draft, and I think next nice. year, I think next year is going to be what I'm what I'm hearing. I think is what I'm ha- what I'm happening is next year when they do their draft. I don't think that they're going to be – I mean, yes, you can come in from college, but if you if you enter the XFL draft and go to, like, their own little combine, um, then you can get drafted, you know? So I, I don't see why not players out of high school that don't want to go to college and want to go in the XFL and make some money to provide for their families or they just want to play pro ball sooner and get noticed sooner um, – Maybe the XFL is the, the route for them. I don't know. I mean, they might have a they might have a restriction where they have to have a year of college. I don't know. Um, they haven't came out and said that, but I would assume that the XFL being their own their own league that I could see them doing that and making it more favorable for kids that are high school stars to be like, you know what, I can be in the XFL and fucking kill it, right? So who knows? That'd be pretty cool to see, but I doubt it. I think maybe XFL, but you know, let's see at least a year in college, you know, right. or at least attend college. And if you don't get playing time, you can, well, trans- you'd have to be a real special kid to be able to jump into the, to professional football. Well, right yeah. I mean, like you, I mean, but like people like these days, like these kids are freaks of nature, you know, like they're, I mean, sometimes I, I see some people that are 19, 20, you know, and you know, I'm just like, holy fuck, you know, like how the hell are you like, like Zion Williams, he's 19. And the dude's that like six, six nine, two hundred and seventy pounds. Like, pfft, that's insane. Um, you know, just like walking up to that person in a bar and be like, "Oh, excuse me," you know, or I mean, a library because he's nineteen. <laughs> you know, um, so so yeah, the XFL next weekend is gonna be. I mean, actually tomorrow is gonna be actually a really good. You know. Um, a good game, you know. We're we're in Houston. Um, I you know we're one and three. Houston's four and zero. Um, I they haven't came out and said BJ Daniels is a starter, but I'm assuming that he is because just the way that Brandon Silver's really showed his emotions in that second half and wasn't with the team. He was kind of by himself, kind of pouty. Um, didn't acknowledge BJ Daniels at all. Like didn't go talk to him. Like I just feel like Jim Zorn and the team played better with BJ Daniels. I feel like that's going to be what's going to happen tomorrow. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, um, I'd be really upset. So anyways, we're going to jump into the NFL and we're going to talk about all this crazy off season trade rumors, trades that happen, free agency talk. And so, um, there's been a trade already. There's been two trades. So, one, um, A.J. Boye from the Jacksonville Jaguars went Boy. over to um, the Denver Broncos. Um, and I think Denver sent over, a, uh, I, I believe it was a first round. I don't know. But A.J. Boye, AJ Boye is a dynamic cornerback. Um, Denver needed it because um, Chris Harris is probably going to go in free agency. Um, 
they can't really afford to keep him. I well, they 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 could, but I just don't think they want to. Um, Chris Harris, all you know, there, there was some you know stigma early in his career about him wanting to leave, and you know, it's like you don't want to keep that kind of environment in your club. You know, like Denver's kind of pretty much rebuilding. You know, with Drew Locke and. Um, so they, you know, they, they, they need to bring in people that want to be there, not people that want to leave, got, got a contract and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then another, uh, person that got traded, uh, uh, was our very own CLC Hawk. Um, well, used to be not, not now. Um, but Russell Kuhn from the, uh, the, uh, San, oh, I almost said San Diego Chargers <laughs> from the LA Chargers, uh, got traded to the Carolina Panthers for their, uh, left guard, um, I forget his name, but it was kind of like a swap, and people are kind of like surprised by it because like it was a three-time Pro Bowler left guard that uh, um, um, that Carolina gave up for Russell Okun. But Russell Okun, you know, has been coming off a lot of injuries, you know, and he almost like died last year or the year before, you know, with like that crazy um, condition that he had. I forget what it was, but I remember him almost like dying. Um, so that was a surprise, you know. So. Um, you know, so th- those are the two trades so far that's happened. Um, the San Diego Chargers uh, just uh, re-signed their running back, uh, their league rusher. You just said San Diego. God damn it. The L.A. Chargers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the L.A. Chargers. Just, <laughs> that's pretty funny. So the L.A. Chargers just got done, and they signed their um, their uh, their running back. Um, I, can't, I can't pronounce his name. Um, uh I can't. Hold on. I'm gonna try to see if you can, if you can. Uh, I, don't, I don't know it off the top of my head. I can't help you. Yeah, I don't know if I can even look it up. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, I, if you look it up, fine. But they charged the running back and they signed the running back, and uh, he, you know, he was a great running back for uh, L.A. last year. So that pretty much, I think, um, Eckler. Eckler, yeah. Eckler. Eckler, yeah. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. Austin E. $24.5 million. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think 15 was a bit guaranteed. But it doesn't matter because, like, he wanted to play in in, in uh, L.A. I almost said San Diego again. Like, he he wanted to play in L.A. Um, and, the char- and he did great with the Chargers last year, you know? And he was, um, you know, he's in the top five. He's in the top 10 uh, highest paid running backs in the league right now. But um, I, I think that really states the fact that Melvin Gordon's not going to be a L.A. Charger next year. Um, oh yeah, probably which is not. okay because I've never been on that that train that Melvin you know Gordon train. Everyone's like, oh, he's a elite running back. It's like, no, he's not. Like he came back and he rushed for twelve, I think for twelve games, and he rushed for six hundred yards. And you know who else rushed for six hundred yards last year? Frank Gore. In like his thirtieth season, he's thirty-seven. <laughs> Frank Gore, which. I believe could be a good veteran candidate for candidate for Seattle Seahawks. Oh shit! I kind of like that. I believe, and there's been talks that like so Seattle. So we went the whole Marshawn route when we got in when we had all of our running backs injured, and there's been a lot of talks. People have been saying like, you know what? I know Frank Gore would love to come back to NFC West. Why not come back to Seattle? Well, not come back, but go to Seattle. Okay. Um, I think it'd be great for us because we have such young running backs. That's right. They need a, and they sti- need a leader. Exactly. And he still contributes. He still wants to play and he can still play. He's a fucking You know, gangster. and some people are like, "Oh, let's keep, you know, let's keep Marshawn." It's like, "Okay, Marshawn well, can't he can't route run, okay? Not anymore, okay? Marshawn's only good for 3 yards in the end zone, okay? That's what Marshawn can do. He can move the pile for 3 yards almost guaranteed. If, you know, if need to be, you know, if we boost up our O-line a little bit in this offseason. But, you know, and, and I think this is a good thing to have Frank Gore because Frank Gore can actually run to the outside, you know, and he can, you know, put the Jets on a little bit, but he's still competitive and he still wants to play. And he can still burst through the line and get, a you know, uh, a gain and some yardage. You know, he's still in shape and he still trains very hard, um, you know, and he might, you know, want to get, you know, onto a contender, you know, like Buffalo did him well, you know, he did really good with Buffalo. Um, do I think Buffalo's going to try to bring him back? They might offer him a little deal, but maybe Frank Gore is going to draw some interest from some contenders and be like, hey, check it out. We might want you to come on our squad and be that veteran running back to boost our young'uns. Um, so, you know, that's why I can really see him going, you know, being with Seattle. There's also been talk about him going to the Giants, you know, behind Shaquan Barkley, and that would be pretty crazy. It um, wouldn't be pretty crazy, but that'd be good for, you know. That would be a, great for fucking yeah, Shaquan. That, yeah, that'd be good for Shaquan, Oh, my you know? God. Um, so, so there's a lot of rumors. Well, not a lot of rumors, but so the whole Clowney talk right now. So right now, uh, JD Von Clowney, um, 
uh, you know, there's a lot. There's three teams, okay? Three teams, well, so apparently in the hunt for J.D. Von Clowney, for our Seattle Seahawks, J.D. Von Clowney. So the first one is the Tennessee Titans. And this next one's going to sound weird. The New York Giants. And then the third is Seattle. Are the Giants trying to make a run right now? So okay, so <laughs> so well, so this is what happened. So I've been I've been hearing about this all week. You know, like Clowney's been like the top, you know, um, source of talking for Seattle. And like so, in this NFL combine that just happened, um, edge rushers are are like a D plus. There's not a lot of good edge rushers. Like I don't think. Like any of them, that's going to be star caliber coming off the first round or anything like you know first year going to be crazy. Um, so, and a lot of other DNs, uh, defensive ends are getting franchise tag. Like uh, uh, I can't even pronounce the Jaguars uh, guy's last name, uh, Nekwagi or Nekwagi. I don't know. I forget his name. Um, I'll figure it out here in a second. But anyway, so you know. So that makes the you know JD Von Clowney like the highest like like considered you know spotlight defensive end on the market right now. You know, there's a lot of other guys that are on the market that are some veterans that could be good, but supposedly Clowney wants at least twenty to twenty three million a year. And you know, I, I think that's good that you know that he wants it, but I mean I, I think our sweet spot for Javon Clowney is 18 to 20. Um, so, I mean, last year he had only three sacks, but he was probably the most disruptive defensive, you know, lineman in the league. You know, and you can't really argue that, you know. And I feel like after that Monday night football game, you know, against um, San Francisco, that really just put the the price tag on Clowney, you know. And, like, he he loves in Seattle. People love Clowney. Um but, you know, a lot of people can be like, you know what? We want sacks, you know? Seattle wants sacks. But, you know, but Clowney, you know, like if he if he might want to consider with a, a with a smaller contract and maybe we can bring in a, a, a free agent veteran, you know, and um, but, you know, supposedly Clowney, you know, you know, he said he wants to go to a contender, right? But I feel like the reason why the Giants are in the mix, because Giants have a lot of money. They can probably most likely play Clowney, excuse me, pay Clowney above Cleo Mack. Cleo Mack's making $23.5 million a year. I don't know if you saw today. Sorry to interrupt you, but Clowney gave, or it got leaked or whatever, Clowney's, uh, if he was going to stay with Seattle's uh, number. And I, hang on. I had it pulled up, but it's on par with Khalil Mack's thing already. So yeah, he's so, either going to tax a team or he's going to go to someone who he feels is legit. Yeah. So I mean, well, okay. So Tennessee, they have some, they have some cap space, but at the same time, Tennessee needs to sign Derrick Henry. Okay, their star running back. They also might need to make a change in the quarterback. They might get rid of Ryan Tannehill. They might want to bring in another. You know, Tom Brady's been like an old ass dude named Tom Brady. You know. Uh, but you know, uh, also, uh, oh, my mouth is dry. Stoner. I know I haven't smoked weed. Um, but anyways, uh, oh, excuse me, Clowney. You know, like the the Giants could offer him twenty four million. He could be the highest paid DN. Um, you know, and, and, and you know, sometimes you know, you know, Clowney said he doesn't want to go for some sorry ass team. But you know what? If a team dangles all that money in front of you, are you really going to turn that down? 24 mil versus a 20 mil and a, you know, likely Super Bowl contender, Seattle Seahawks or Tennessee Titans. Or you can go to a Giants that are pretty much still building and probably not going to be a playoff bound team for, for at, at least, least three a, years. Yeah, at least a few years. Or it's do you want to secure your bag? Yeah. Well, but you think about the bag is only three to four million more. But you have a higher chance of securing that ring. But at the same time, you got to look at your family, right? You got to look at taking care of your family and your well-being what are the guarantees you know seattle's really good at that seattle doesn't like paying okay that's just straight up i mean okay well we do so i'm gonna take that back we have the two highest paid positions we have the quarterback of russell wilson and we have the linebacker bobby wagner are we willing to do the high we're not okay i'm gonna take that back we're not gonna give them the highest paid contract some people are saying like you know what do whatever it takes to get clowning no we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that zero no, percent chance for giving him the giant so, contract so and then there's a uh there's a rumor right now a huge rumor with seattle that nagakwe nagakwe from the jacksonville jaguars their defensive end 
um, which he's came out and said that, you know, and he's only 24. Uh, uh, and Clowney's about to turn 27, I believe. He's 26, about to turn 27. Or he's 27, I don't know what it is. Um, he's Fuck, how is J.B. on Clowney younger than us? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, um, but Nagakwe uh, from the Jaguars, he, and that's what his name, Nagakwe. I think it is. I don't know. Don't, I don't care. I don't know. Um, anyways, so the defensive end for Jaguars, you know, he basically came out and said, like, hey, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to stay in Jacksonville for a long term. So Jacksonville was like, you know what? Boom, franchise tag. Um, so pretty much that's going to be a trade and, 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 uh, you know, a sign and trade type deal. Um, so, what the rumor is right now, and there's been sources that have confirmed that at the Combine that happened this past weekend and just around the league, that, that Seattle and Jacksonville are in talks to, to – to, to Seattle's going to send our first round to Jacksonville, our number 27 pick. That's fine. And our number and our number two pick, our number 57th pick, for Nagakwe from the Jaguars and the Jacksonville Jaguars' second-round pick. They're 41st, I believe. Oh, okay. So – and then some people are saying they're going to get him, offer him the 22, maybe 23 million five-year contract because I don't feel like Seattle is going to offer Clowney a five-year deal. I feel like they did offer Clowney a deal. It's going to be three max. But Nagakwe, and the thing about Nagakwe, he has 37 and a half sacks in his f- three years, four years playing. He had 13 and a half sacks, I believe, last year. We want to go young. We want young people. Well, we do want young, possible. but Seattle wants sacks. Oh, 100%. We want sacks, you know, and people are – so we can't just, you know, uh, just put all of our money in Clowney and not get anyone else. Like we need someone else, okay? We can't just – it doesn't matter if we get Clowney or Nagakwe in that trade. We can't just get, you, you know, one defensive end. We all money into one person. Exactly, because we have other assets that we need to contribute to, you know? Like we need to bring back Quinton Jefferson, um, you know uh, – we need to sign some key players. You know, there, there are some rumors that we might get, you know, Paul Richardson back, you know. I'm, you know, he's injury prone, but we can get him out of the veteran deal. And he's a great chemistry with Russell Wilson. Um, but there's, okay, so this is the. the I love P. Rich. Oh, yeah. there's This is the free agency list right now for some defensive ends, okay. You got Dante Flower Jr. He's probably going to go for at least $15 million a year. You know, 15 to $16 million a year right now. You got Robert Quinn, Disruptor, Sachs, Vic Beasley. Get sacks. Jason Pierre-Paul, he's a disruptor with his weird-ass hand. <laughs> Shaq Lawson, Shaq Lawson with Buffalo Bills, breakout through year. Like, he had a breakout year this year. Um, Everson Griffin, he's all right. But, and also the one, Bruce Irvin and Michael Bennett. Um, so, and there's been some talk about, you know, Bruce Irvin being a huge candidate for coming back to Seattle. I mean, last year he had eight sacks with the Carolina Panthers. I mean, they, they played a 3-4 hybrid type defense, but, right. you know, he loves Seattle. We drafted him. You know, you know, I, I, what would you do? Would you, would you rather, would you rather sign Clowney and maybe possibly, you know, if he did the 18 to 20 million home discount. Right. And then what other defensive end would you sign on this list oh, and geez. why? Or would you go with the trade with Jacksonville getting the Gawkway? Nagatwe, whatever the fuck his last name is, and possibly someone else. Or what do you think Seattle needs to do in this offseason to, to help our defense? There's been talks about us that we also need quarterback help. Corner, sorry. Because uh, Trey Flowers is going to have to compete. I do believe we need cornerback help. Uh, I haven't looked at the draft for that necessarily. If there's the cornerback help up. is pretty fucking stacked. Okay. So, so basically defensive ends like the last. Right. It's a, it's a heavy running back. It's a heavy wide receiver. It's a heavy corner. Um, there's a little bit of linebackers and some good safeties here and there, but it's pretty much those three categories of running back, corner, and um, wide receivers. Well, wide receivers hard, but like I don't know, safeties and corners in Seattle are basically the same thing. We can convert anyone into any other position. It feels like. It feels like, but also Trey Flowers is really hurting this year. That's true. Um, so go back to my original question. Original question. Uh, I don't think we're signing Clowney. Why? Um, because I don't think he's going to give us the discount. Yeah. I don't believe he. You don't believe the whole I want to go for it. a contender type thing? I think he does want to go to a contender, but I think for some reason he doesn't believe in Seattle. Okay. How about this? Ooh, you, th- you don't think he believes in Seattle? No. I, th- I, think, I think it's. Uh, what it may- other team do you think he believes in that would offer him that contract? I. 
don't know that, but I I just think that with all this talk, um, he wouldn't be saying he wants to go to a contender if he wanted to stay, because he wouldn't say he wants to go anywhere. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, there's tons of contenders out there. That's true. You can't really say like Seattle's the only contender because that's ridiculous. Because we have the hardest division, right? Um, the, like I, I just don't know who uh, needs the help necessarily, and who has the money, who's willing to pay him what he wants. Although I don't think to someone he considers a contender, like uh, you know the Ravens possibly. Yeah, but they they have way too much cap space. There's no, I mean, they don't have enough cap yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I, no I think like a team like that, or possibly Tennessee, if he sees the upside. See, the only thing about Tennessee, I feel like would be a good thing for him is because he's closer to home. His home's on the east side. You know, from South Carolina. That's why he played at South Carolina. You know, he's a really homebody type guy, and that's why people were talking about the Giants because. You know, um, it's on the East Coast. It's only like a ten hour. It's only like a ten hour drive if you really wanted to go from, you know, that South Carolina or whatever the drive is. You know, and uh, you know if the Giants are offering him all that money, maybe he's like, you know what? Maybe I'll chill for a year or two. You know, and you know, well, not chill, but you know, like wait on it, and then maybe we'll be. You know, maybe Danny Dimes will come through. But so, you, so you it, don't think Clowney's? Yeah, I, I don't think he's coming. I like the move with the Jacksonville guy. Nagakwe, a Nagakwe, whatever. It is. Um, but then I also, I see the benefit of having another edge rusher. But I really think we need help in the middle. I think if we got a really dominant middle defensive uh, lineman, like a defensive tackle, you mean? Yeah, yeah. That it would uh, upset it even more. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, we we I think we have because it'll take away the double team from either one or the other. You know what I mean? Which, well, I mean, okay, so if they double-team the each too. side, if they double-team each side, that, that leaves that the middle right open. Middle. Yeah, that's true. You but, can have an average Joe do that. Mm-hmm. Well, not average Joe, but, I mean, like, Quentin Jefferson, dynamic. Puna Ford, oh, fucking forget about it. I mean, that's true. We are looking pretty good. I don't know. I just don't know about so this the, list. You, so you want to pick one of them? Okay, um, I'm going to tell you right now. Well, Dante Flower, Jr., yeah, he's, he's too out. Much, too, too much, too much. Uh, Bruce Irvin, I like. I'm concerned about the age a little bit. Well, he's only 31. <sighs> That's kind of old. He's kind of old, but he came off of a... I don't you know, for a lineman, though, I'm it's think, not I'm that think, bad. I'm thinking about... I'm thinking, well, he's not a lineman. He's a linebacker. But they used him. Carolina used him the way that we should have used him in Seattle, like rushing the quarterback. He's good at getting to the quarterback. We need to get to the quarterback. If we had Clowney, so this is what I would do, okay? I would have – I like the idea of Nagatwe. Um, he's younger. Uh, he produces sacks. But I look at Clowney and the way he fits in with Seattle already, and we know what he can do. Um, I'm not worried about the sacks. I'm more worried about being disruptive, causing fumbles, you know, making the quarterback flutter, uh, being all flustered and throwing picks and just – being off-centered and, you know, getting to the quarterback and pressuring him and make him scramble and then having the rest of our team get sacks. I like that idea of Clowney being with Seattle. Um, I do believe that Clowney is going to take uh, 19.5, maybe $20 million a year um, because – so he has to look at that. Yes, he was probably the most disruptive player last year, but he is injury-prone in his past. He doesn't produce a lot of sacks. I think he's had maybe nine the most in his whole entire career a year. Um, in one year, so I, I, I don't think that a team is going to offer him 23.5 like Cleo Mack. I just don't see it happening. He's not an Aaron Donald. He's not Cleo Mack. Those are one and two right there. Um, J.D. Von Clowney, I feel like, is the better of the two players of Nagakwe from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I would have Clowney on that outside, and I would actually like to bring in, which I feel like Seattle could pull off with veteran deals, Michael Bennett and Bruce Irvin. Michael Bennett, I, I like him. Just because of the way he's his atmosphere in Seattle is, but at the same time I don't like him because he causes a lot of offsides. Right. He he, he kind of left kind of sketchily too. He did left kind of sketchily, but I just don't think with any of those people with like in an ideal world I would like to have Clowney and Robert Quinn on the both outside. That's that's insane. Um, and then maybe if if we could have pulled a Bruce Irvin. You know, and pick him up in the middle. I mean, not in the middle, but on the right. You know, outside outside linebacker with a blitz all the time <laughs> next to Bobby. Um, because you know, a lot of people, you know, were kind of questioning about Bobby's uh, performance last year. It wasn't like his performance the year before. Um, but you know, you got to think about Bobby. 
he's being smart, but at the same time, like no one could stop our run. You know, like our our I mean the run game, our run defense is horrible. So um I think teams are averaging averaging four point nine yards a carry against us. That was like I think twenty fourth in the league. I don't know, it's pretty bad. Uh so I I mean I just feel like Seattle, um, we can't rely on the draft. So this is huge. So it's either we get clowning and gawkway or we're gonna go with uh you know, maybe we could sign a. I mean, I wouldn't be upset if we signed Dante Flowers Jr. and got a Robert Quinn, you know, and maybe a Bruce Irvin on the small deal. Um, those are, I feel like what Seattle wants is that we need to focus on those options of getting to the quarterback. We need to, we need to have more sacks. And I don't believe that uh, John Schneider and Pete Carroll and them are looking at <laughs> Clowney as, so. Like, we want him here, but what Seattle does is, like, we're like, you know, hey, you know what we're like. We know what our organization is like, you know. You want to be with us? You want to stay? This is what we're going to offer you, and we're not budging. I would be completely, you know, mind-fucked if Seattle offered Clowney anything over $20 million a year. I'd be I agree fu- with that. I would be... I'd be shocked. I'd be crazy. A lot of people are saying that his sweet spot and that his highest paid is 18 to 20 million, um, which I believe that's what Clowney's worth. I'm, I don't think he's worth anything more than that. Like um, he has a lot of gas in the tank and that's why people like, that's why I think Bruce Irvin's a key on this list because Bruce Irvin has a good motor. Like he performed phenomenal in Carolina. Phenomenal. phenomenal. In Carolina, they got him for like three, four million on a veteran deal. We could probably get him for less this year. I mean, like you got to think about our cap. Like, yes, we have some money this year, but at the same time, like, we have to bring back some players that we need to fill. And you also got to think about our defensive, you know, our defensive backs. I think we're gonna draft. Okay, and I haven't said this, but I think that if we do not, oh, if if we do not trade for uh, Nagakwe, I feel like we're gonna draft a cornerback. Oh shit! In the first round, Blackout Brendan has historically great draft predictions. I do have really good draft predictions, <laughs> and you know what else? I think I think we're gonna draft a running back high. Oh shit! I think it's gonna high? be. A, I think we're gonna draft the running back. I mean, you got uh, Devontae Swift with a huge, great running back in Georgia. Okay, um, you got uh, uh, fuck, I forget his name. Uh, Love or something for the Wisconsin. Um, I don't know. The, the, the running back. Okay, so you, you have to look at this. So, Chris Carson cannot carry the team for 16 games. Can't happen. It won't happen. You'll get hurt. Um, and Penny, he's proven to get hurt. Um, I, I, I don't think CJ Procise is gonna be back, which sucks. Um, tre- you know, Trevor Horm- Homer, we're gonna keep him, but he's definitely gonna be a practice squad person. Um, you know, so. I, I don't know. You know, like I, I, I strongly believe that Seattle, you know, I, I don't believe that Trey Flowers is going to, I mean, he has to have a crazy, crazy off season and show some great strengths and some new, some new, some new shit that Seattle is going to feel comfortable about having him um, be on that side by himself, you know? And that's why there's a lot of people talking about, um, you know, possibly, I mean, there's so many rumors, but like, I would, you know, we need a cornerback help. And, you know, that's why there's some people talking about maybe, um, you know, Darius Slay from the, from the, um, the lions, you know, like we've already made a bargain trade to get, uh, Quandre uh, Diggs, uh, however he says first name, you know, and whatnot to get Darius Slay. He's a great, great pro bowl cornerback. And we need someone on the other side of Shaquille Griffin. Like, we need another cornerback. We can't continue to give up those big plays by Trey Flowers. And with our secondary, we're not built to do, you know, double teams all the time because we play so much goddamn zone. It, 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 we, we can't do it. Um, so that's why I believe that just because how talented this um, defensive draft is in the secondary with, like, the cornerbacks, you know, um, some good linebackers, but also good wide receivers and running backs – um, I just don't, I just, I, I see it really hard, you know, cause Seattle doesn't really like trading. Um, uh, they don't like picking in the first round, but which is, I feel like that trade is so great because we don't even have to worry about it. We don't, not, are, not that our pick was early or anything, but no, but see, like, I feel like if Seattle, if we had a pick, you know, in the top 10, there's no way you're trading it. Um, but I mean, but like we always strike the fuck out on first round picks. We always We're do, I mean, so bad. 
And, and like LJ Collier, you know, like people are expecting him to maybe get like eight sacks this year to, you know, or Rasheem Green to get eight sacks. And that's just, you're just going to be disappointed if you think that. I mean, like LJ Collier, um, he looked really confused out there this year. He even like said it, you know, he just didn't, he didn't look ready at all. Um, and I don't think Seattle is like going to move on from him. I think he's going to do a lot of work and I feel like he's going to be here for at least the next two years. And after that, he'll probably just get cut or, um, who knows? He could get cut this off season, depending on what we draft or who we bring in. Um, you know, because we need producers, we need people that's going to be on the defensive line and it's going to help stop the run. And that's one of the reasons why I feel like Seattle wants to keep Clowney is because he's great against the run. He stops the run. He he disrupts everything he does. He might not get quarterback sacks, but you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Is I, I I'd rather be disruptive than getting sacks. I mean, I mean, it's kind of vice versa. But like, we need people that's gonna can do both. You know, like it right. can't just be Clowney disrupting and fucking getting sacks all the time. Like we need to have other help too. Like he's only one man. You know, and he pretty much proved you know in that one game that he's solely I believe pretty much like won it for us almost is by his defensive, you know, craziness that game. So, um, you know, I, that's why I feel like I would keep Clowney and I would try to pick up someone like um, Robert Quinn or, you know, Vic Beasley. Well, I want to think about Vic Beasley, but um, I would definitely, you know, really look at Robert Quinn and uh, Bruce Irvin, you know, maybe get Michael Bennett, but I don't think Seattle want to take Michael Bennett's way because just how uh, his personality was when he left, you know, so – um, but there's, there's a lot of talks, you know, right now going around the league, you know, uh, uh, like there's, you know, talks about, um, Brady, you know, like, you know, news came out that Brady's, you know, top two landing spots right now are New England and Tennessee 50, 50, but with 49ers closing hard. And so this is pretty much like the rumor going around right now, which was talked about the combine is, um, San Francisco trading Garoppolo back to New England. I heard about this. And then having Tom Brady sign for with the 49ers. Um, and apparently Bill Belichick is like is open arms to Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's what scares me because like you don't want to make a deal with <laughs> Bill Belichick because it's never going to go your way. Bill Belichick is the best coach. Just I feel like a deal in, with any, the devil right there. in any sporting history. Like I feel like Bill Belichick is the best coach ever. Um, you know, uh, so – you know, I mean, like, he can produce people. Like, he did it with Matt Castle. He did it with uh, J- Jimmy Garoppolo. He did it with frickin' uh, Jacoby Brissett, you know, which the, the Indianapolis Colts are pretty much moving on from. Um, so, you know, the fact that, you know, you know, Bill Belichick is, like, kind of like, you know what? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll you know, fuck, I'll, I'll get some Jimmy Garoppolo going on there. Um, and, you know, I don't think, you know, Bill Belichick will even want to, like, give him that much because I know that they're, they're going to want to get rid of him. So they can sign, you know, uh, Tom Brady, you know, because Tom Brady's not going to take anything less than thirty million, and you can't afford Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady. Nope, no way in hell, it can't happen. It would be physically impossible. Um, and you know, Tom Brady, that's that's where he he he's going to want at least make thirty mil. Uh, there's talks about him going to the Raiders. I I just can't see that I, happening. I, it, it's it's a clash of like styles for him and the Raiders. Yeah, I just I, I don't like, I just don't see Tom Brady. He's a ending his career, guy, and the Raiders are the Raiders. Yeah, I don't like. see Tom Brady ending his career with John Gruden, Spider Y two Banana. I just do not see it happening. And motherfucking what's his face with the funny hair, the owner. Oh, uh, Mark Davis. <laughs> yeah, that ugly ass motherfucker. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, I'm sorry, Mark. You do your thing. He's hella rich. Um, but no, I, I, I firmly believe that it's either going to be New England or it's going to be Tennessee. And Tennessee, I feel like just because he has strong connection with Mike Vrabel, uh, there was a, a video out with him, uh, with Tom Brady and Julian Edelman at the Syracuse game, um, a basketball game. And uh, the cameras were on there and uh, Julian Edelman was like, he's coming back. He's coming back. And Tom Brady clearly in his mouth said, like, he's not, <laughs> um, you know, and then there was also a video of him. Um, FaceTiming Mike Vrabel with Julian Edelman. Um, you know, and that came out in the reports and Mike Vrabel was like, well, me and Tom Brady go back to like 2001, you know, and uh, of course, when one of the elite quarterbacks goes on free agency, I'm going to talk to. So, you know, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady doesn't sign immediately in free agency. I feel like this is his first time he's ever done it in his career. I believe he's going to take his time and he's going to make the right decision. He's not going to go... 
I mean, like, I feel like the whole San Francisco idea is the best idea for him if they want to win now. That's terrifying. If they want to win now. I mean, yeah, it sucks for us, but it's also San Francisco has to really be like, you know what? You know, this is it. You know, we can't like right now is our window. Like this is San right. Francisco's window right now. Like they they have to, you know, they have to put the numbers up and they have to win. Well, and you got to think about it from a historical perspective for San Francisco. Because they've been on this journey for their sixth championship for like 40 years now. Well, it's not 40. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Well, no, I don't, I don't remember the at last At least year. 30. Yeah, something like that. Um, but, it, you know, and at the time, only Pittsburgh had six. Right. Or they even got six after. But Pittsburgh had six. Now New England has six. And San Francisco is still at five. They want six. No, I know. They do. Um, yeah, so, they're, so their, last, their last NFL champion was 1995. San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, that's like 35 years ago. That is. What? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's 35 years ago. <laughs> Jesus, that's crazy. Wait, um, is, no, that's only 25 That's 25, years. yeah. I was saying, wait, I was like trying to do math in my head. I'm like, wait, what? Uh, wait, how uh, old am I? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, 25 years <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, 25, yeah. Um, that's still a long time, you know? Um, so, um, so, I mean, like, but the thing is, like, with San Francisco, like, if they, if they, you know, if they do send Garoppolo away, right? And they pick up Tom Brady. It's the so the expectation is rings or just complete bust because Tom Brady I think only has two more seasons left in him. I think so too. One more contender and then another one of him Maybe. not just yeah. just doing straight checkdowns. I'm really nervous for Drew Brees this year. Yeah, I mean Teddy Bridgewater's pretty much you know he's obviously not coming back and uh, Taysom Hill they've restricted free agent him tagged him whatever so any team that offers him anything. Uh, the New Orleans will match. Um, so I think they're going to offer him a deal, and I think that's going to be the next quarterback for uh, New England in the future. Uh, but, I, but there's been strong beliefs that Teddy Bridgewater is going to Tampa. Uh, there's been rumors about Teddy Bridgewater going to the Indianapolis Colts. But, I mean, no one really knows. I mean, like, it's gonna I've ha- heard about Teddy going to New England too. That could be a possibility. I would actually think that would be a good thing just because Teddy Bridgewater is such a great – um, you know, his IQ is crazy for the game of football. And I feel like him with Bill Belichick and he'll literally do whatever Bill Belichick wants. If it's just check downs or whatever, if Bill Belichick gets a couple more pieces, you know, like, uh, you know, Jimmy Graham's a free agent. They're talking about, you know, Jimmy Graham going to New England, you know, he can't really produce with blocking, but you know, that's a good tight end to get some catches, I believe, whatever. Um, you know, uh, so who, who really knows, but so we're going to talk about the CBA. So the CBA is officially out. Um, to the players. Sent out to everybody. Yep. 439 pages long. Fucking crazy. Almost 500 pages. Yeah. So I'm going to vote strong no on that. What do you vote? Uh, well, I haven't read it, but I think it's a no given all the, uh, you know, just the the number of veteran players that are strongly against it. But the thing is, a lot of the younger players that don't get a lot of face time. Right. They want it because they know that's their time to kind of like shine you know and so like there was a, a, a reporter for the giants that asked five asked 15 giant players that would you vote yes uh and there were younger players like would you vote yes in the cba and they all said yeah oh my god that's terrifying for the 17th game you know uh but i don't i i, I do believe it's gonna pass um which sucks but i do believe it's gonna pass and i there's a there's a strong possibility that i believe that you know a strike might happen in the nfl you know, um, which might boost XFL, but um, I, I, I just don't. It, it's, it's inevitable. Seventeen games are going to come. It's going to come eventually. You know, TV broadcasts, like TV channels, they want it. They want it. Um, so you know, uh, it's all about making more money, but it's also not really thinking about the players' health and safety. But you know, some of these players is is the extra playoff game in there, or did they? They take haven't. It out? They haven't talked about. I haven't heard anything about it. So I think they they took it out. Okay. I think it's just seventeen games. Um, but I don't know because they haven't talked anything about the playoffs. All I've been hearing about the seventeenth game, like they haven't said anything about the playoffs. Do you realize that if they add another game, another bye week, and another round of playoffs, the Super Bowl would be on the same week as the NBA All Star Game? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Well, and that goes to a thing that just came out today. The Hornets uh, uh, CEO, I believe it's the Hornets or someone else in the um, NBA, proposed to move the basketball league back two months to start in December. 
So, oh, so you know, okay. so it doesn't start, you know, yeah. in September where football is going on. You know, it's like does that guy own a football team too? I don't believe so. <laughs> but it's like you know, like oh, this is their time. Let's have our own time. And I was actually okay with that because. You know, that would free up all my time just to focus on basketball and all my time just focus on um, football. Um, so because baseball does it. That's true. You know, well, baseball, the opening opening uh, pitch is uh, coming up in the, uh, the end of March for Seattle Mariners. Which That's right. Which might not happen because of the coronavirus. So it might be played with empty seats, which would be pretty weird that uh that'd be weird you think that's gonna happen I don't well know. uh apparently one of the persons from the coaching staff or the staff of the Seattle dragons tested positive for coronavirus oh man i think they're gonna be fine so the, the world's gonna end um but you know i don't know I'm, I'm i'm a strong no on the cba uh i believe that 16 games is enough uh you know but it's inevitable and i believe it's gonna pass so i don't even care why my vote even counts because it's, it's gonna pass i don't believe it's gonna not not pass so it's it's Re- part of my reason why i'm a no is just in general the egregiousness of a 500 page legal document that you're supposed to, like all of the players are supposed to read and decide whether or not to vote on like that's clearly like a power move by the owners. Is yeah, making you really the contract think these so long. Actually gonna read it? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Only like Richard Sherman and the smartest fucking. Well, if they were smart, they would hire thing. lawyers. You know, well, yeah, so they can read the legal. You know, re- read the uh, the language. You know, like you don't want to. Because I mean, I mean, there's a lot this of young putts out there that put wanna... together to be convoluted and super legal talk to confuse people. And to make them say yes, right, right. So I mean, I don't know. It'd be it'd be kind of. I just know that it's, it's not gonna not pass. Like it's it's gonna fucking pass. It's gonna suck. But there's a lot of younger players out through these times, and there's a lot of veterans too. But I feel like majority wins of the rookies and the veterans. I mean, and some middle class people and that just want to get an extra paycheck, you know, and just want to get as much money as they can. They're gonna vote yes, you know, an extra hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, like. I don't know, man. Money talks in this in this world too. So, uh, oh man, fucking NFL owners. I know. Recipes, Paul Allen, but all the yeah, other ones can suck my Paul dick. Allen. Paul Allen be a strong no on this one. I don't think Paul Allen would vote yes on this. Because uh, Paul Allen held money in the world. Um, all right, I'm gonna end you with one question, which I heard online. I thought Uh-oh. it was really really cool before we end this podcast. Uh, all you people out there, and you, Amor, if you okay, obviously the only person right now. So number one, uh, which is untradeable CLC Hawks, so obviously Russell Wilson, right. but who else on the CLC Hawks is untradeable? Is untradeable. Yes. Like you, you cannot trade him. Do Like you, you would never trade him right now. Uh, clearly the Russell Wilson of the defense, which is Bobby Wagner. You think so? I, he, he's been our leader forever. I, I you know, maybe, if he gets old, which I'm not even sure is possible, that will happen. He is old. He's the same age. as He's been in the league eight years and a linebacker. That's um, He's the same age as Bruce Irvin. I just don't see us ever getting rid of him. He's been – last year he was a leader in tackles. This year he might have even been close. Yeah, he wasn't the leader. Um, it, you know, it was a little bit of drop off a year, but I don't think we can get rid of Bobby. I think he is the real heart of our defense. Yeah, which is you know symbolic in multiple ways because he's the middle linebacker. He's literally the heart, but he's also the symbolic heart. Right. So I'm gonna give you with with one, and it's gonna be DK Metcalf. And I'm I'm, I'm picking DK Metcalf, and I heard this and I thought it was really good too, is because. Um, he's our future, and 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 the receiving core like it's it's between him and Tyler Lockett, untradeable. Like you can't do it, can't get rid of him. Bobby Wagner, I, I love him with, to death. I, I agree with your pick. Yeah, I I, I love him to death. Um, um, I want him to stay in Seattle as long as I can. But after this year, like I know he didn't have a lot of production, but we didn't have a lot of help on defense at all. But I mean, he is getting older. Uh, I mean, he doesn't miss time. You know, uh, you know he's uh. Uh, I, I'm just saying, like right now, moving forward in our future, um, I think the number two person that you cannot trade away is 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 DK Metcalf with right next to Tyler Lockett, just because of uh, Tyler Lockett. Can't, you know, he has five seasons, but uh, Tyler Lockett is pretty much the new Doug Baldwin. 
uh, Russell Wilson's right hand man, but now DK Metcalf has evolved and this this amazing superstar and had a you know great great rookie year. Um, and I feel like this next year he's going to come out with just even more craziness and um, you know I just feel like going forward with our franchise we cannot get rid of DK Metcalf, and I, I guarantee you there's some teams out there that are even trying to trade for him. I which I, I feel like Seattle will just hang up. I like that pick because. You know, it's weird. Like, the, our receiver core forever, it seems, has kind of been in flux. Yeah, no and, one. And we've always been missing a piece or a couple pieces. He's that guy to build and around. And it's finally – now Now that, of course, other pieces of our team are more in flux than they have been in the past, it right. finally seems like we have a receiver core that is worth keeping around right. and that is completely stable. 100%. And so we can focus on other areas. Yep. So, so that's what I that's what I feel like. So, um, DK, uh, yeah, we we can't we can't get rid of him. Um, obviously, we can't get rid of Russell Wilson. Oh, well, there's another question. People said right now. Well, I know our our answer is obviously Russell Wilson. Someone said right now, you know, who would you rather have on your team, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson? And I was just like, how how stupid of a question is that? <laughs> Russell Wilson, of Russell course. Russell Wilson. Like Tom Brady is. He can't scramble. Uh, he can't get hit. Uh, Russell Wilson gets fucking clobbered, you know. That's <laughs> and, right. Uh, but Tom Brady doesn't get hit. I mean, he does, but he can't get hit like Russell Wilson. He can't move. Um, his accuracy's dropped tremendously. Um, you know, and Tom he, Brady's com- been complaining about years for years about having weapons. Russell Wilson's been no dominating weapons. without weapons. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and and I think it was the year before last. We he he led the league in touchdowns with nobody. Like nobody with 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 just uh, fucking Tyler Lockett, Lockett. played like two games. You know, it's like you know, and Paul Richardson. You know, and like Russell Wilson. You know, or Seattle Seahawks. They like I said, they get players paid. I mean, Paul Richardson got paid a lot of money, and Seattle wasn't going to invest in it, which was a good idea because he was pretty much injured the whole entire time with Washington. Like the whole entire time, like every year, injured out. Young um, players, remember, coming to Seattle is an investment in your future. Exactly, come it, play for us. It is. I, I, that's why I feel like everyone. I, that's why I feel like I'll still say the Pro Bowl was a huge, huge recruitment for Seattle. Um, I mean, players want to come play for Seattle just because of Pete Carroll and the way we do and playing with Russell Wilson, you know. Whenever that guy steps on the field, you get a chance to win. So, anyways, we're going to leave it off with that, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in for a shock in round 25. Um, you know, we love you guys, and, uh, you know, it's just been an honor to do this. And, uh, yeah, thanks for following us on this journey, you know. So, we'll be coming at you next week with uh, episode uh, Shaquille Griffin. Woo! Yeah, so it'll be pretty good. So, uh, like always, I'm Blackout Brendan. And I'm Amore. And this is Shotgun, Shotgun Sports. Sports. Bring, Bring them back. back.